What's up, my fellow Kingdom Ambassadors? What's good? What's popping? What's going on in between, underneath, above, in all that good stuff? Welcome to another week episode of Women of War. Let me tell you something. Grab your snacks, grab your drinks, grab your headphones, grab your laptop. My friend, eh, prepare yourself for this week. This episode is about to go down. Let's get it. Hey, sis, you ever just wanted to wear the outfit? Wanted to crack that joke? Wanted to go over there? But you just be like, God, you know I'm your baby. But I don't want to go out there and they call me a hypocrite or they judge me. Well, Women of War is a podcast created for you. Where you can truly be yourself. Crack that joke, honey. Laugh out loud and truly be authentically you, goofy and all. Because you know what? With everything that you are and done, God already knew that before he created you. So there's no need to hide pieces of yourself. Be authentically you because nobody can reach the people that you can reach but you exactly just the way you are thuggish girly tomboy whatever it is that you are you're welcome here you can't do it without god 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 follow him follow him Follow him. Purchase your traps today. All you need is a mustard seed. Yeah, yeah. Then you will be living out your dreams. Yeah, yeah. Follow him. Follow him. Follow him. Yeah, yeah. Spiritual fighters, women in war. Spiritual fighters, women in war. can be crazy out there you know how it gets when you get frustrated when you feel like nobody's listening to you when you feel like nobody wants to hear what you're saying it is a crazy world out here and you know what i like to do to check in so right here is when we do our mental check-in because why mentally your mental is the most important thing ever because how you think is what comes out in real in reality. So let's check in. Ciao. Ooh, Chile. <laughs> okay, so last time we did not do a mental check-in. Now, even though this episode is a bit lengthy, um, but the conversation is so beautiful. Just just so I'm here for it okay I'm here for having more men on this podcast because it's a unisex podcast not just for even though it's called women of war men are invited as well so anyway for my mental check in if I'm being transparent as we always are over here um I would say my mental has been like Mm, I'll say a five. 
between a scale of like one to ten, I would say a five. It's in between. Um, I'm not. It's not horrible. Like something, something bad is happening to me, but it's just me um, battling with my mind and battling with myself. And um, at at 26, where I'm supposed to be, or um, just that, and the fact that like how I envision my business to go, and it's not going that way. Like being an entrepreneur, pooh. It looks cute on Instagram and all of this stuff that y'all see, but baby, the working it from the ground up, like putting it together and like bringing it off the ground is very mentally draining. It's very tiring, but I love it because this is my passion. This is what I really want to do. Even though it's, it's, it, it, it's a bit challenging on my mental sometimes. I wouldn't trade it for anything because I know that like this is going to be something big one day and that I'm going to I'm going to look back and be like God this is how far you brought me but outside of that um family wise my family amazing I don't really have any complaints about my family um everybody in my life is really in line um and friendship wise god has been doing some really great things he has he's birthing a sisterhood with between me and my friends it's so beautiful like it's literally it makes me smile it it brings the joy to my week um and my relationship with god is just blossoming so beautifully and so like i know what i gotta do and i gotta do more of what i gotta do which is be more um consistent and be more adamant and just keep doing what I know I need to do you know so yeah I'm not happy I'm not sad but what I am is I do have joy and I do have peace that's what I am I definitely have joy I'm definitely at peace I'm definitely blessed that's what I can give you in all of this so yeah that's my mental i really hope that you're um comment below let me know your mental how where you're at how you feeling um and i really do hope that like if it is good that it stays good and if it is bad that it gets better okay love you what bro what are you talking about man know what i'm talking about you already know what i am talking about what segment we going into y'all either you walking or you warring it is all up to you what you gonna do y'all heard that meme where somebody was like um i am saved but i still got the hood side of me it depends on which good day i woke up on i did Let's talk about it. Okay, so y'all, for this week, Walk of War, um, literally, <laughs> there's a war going on in Ukraine, and it's really disheartening, and it's really, like, it's sad, because human beings should not have the authority to take other human beings life from them when you are not the creator 
you are not the giver of such life. You feel me? Like, I just feel like it's just, I don't know. I I, I feel so bad for the world. I feel so, because like, it's so much hatred and it's so much, so much anger in the world. And it's so unnecessary. If we just mind our own business and you just stop worrying about what everybody else got going on, everybody will be just fine. Just mind your Yo, it's so easy to just mind your own business. Just mind your own business. It's just, it's so sad. Like, I, I am, like, I'm praying on their behalf. I'm praying that if it's according to God's will, that all of the the war and all the plague and all the sickness that's going on in this world, that God will intervene and he will save his people. Because, my God my god it's just so sad but um yeah for this one i would say no war just walk just just walk away just walk away that's 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 what i'll pick for this just walk away there's nothing that's worth such decisions um there's nothing that is worth such a detriment like that's somebody's child that's somebody's father somebody's mother somebody's grand like you're killing innocent life just because you're trying to show off and it's unwarranted and it's just so sad and it's so 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 sad for the people involved and i do hope that america does not get involved you better be like world war one and be neutral do not get involved well, get involved in a way of, like, stopping it. But don't get involved in a way of, like, now you want to be in war, too. Like, don't even... Shorty, yeah. And America is, like, one of the biggest bullies. I am not even, even going to lie to you. America... I'm a history major. America is a bully. Okay? A big, 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 big bully. So, I would rather... America, yes, do what it's doing now, trying to like pro- stop it, intervene, save lives without getting in the war. Do you understand me? Like, yeah, that's what I want. In the meantime, us, I will be praying, I will be seeking God's face because there's nothing else I can do outside of my hands but just involve God. So, yeah. It's just sad. It's just so sad. So, y'all, let's take a quick little break real quick for a little commercial break. Okay? (laughs) Yeah. So, first thing first, I am a business owner. I own my own clothing line. It's called Kingdom Ambassador. You can find that online at kingdomambassador.co. Again, that is kingdomambassador.co. It has so much goodies, so many t-shirts, different waist beads, masks, headbands, head wraps, and so much more coming soon. So please, 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 and it's affordable. Go check out kingdomambassador.co. Again, that is kingdomambassador.co. And while you're at that, go ahead and hit the subscribe button on this podcast. 
share amongst your friends we're gonna take a little quick little minute so you can share it and let everybody else know what is making you crack and lack and all of that and then in the midst of all of that if you want a little bit more dose of me go to head to my youtube channel called beautifully yasmin again that is beautifully yasmin why yasmin is spelled y-a-s-m-i-n-e and check out my channel i have so many things so many good things on there you think you know me go ahead and go see the other side of me thank you so much for listening to this podcast thank you so much for supporting this podcast for even subscribing for even giving me your time and your day may god bless it plenty if enough i do appreciate it for buying the products for just being you thank you so much all right let's get back into the show While you're out there shopping on Kingdom Ambassador, getting your outfits together and looking bomb, might I add, do not forget to go to our friend Vibe underscore Juries on Instagram to shop for that perfect jewelry to go with your outfit. There's a lot of times where I have found the perfect purse, the perfect pants, shoes, and outfit is just is just giving what it has what it was supposed to have given. Okay, and I was struggling with the jewelry to wear with it. Well, Vibe Jewelry is here to rescue, here to the rescue, saving all the jewelry less outfits. Go ahead and check them out. They are handmade by hand, Black Hands itself. Do you understand? You know how we're over here uh, celebrating Black excellence and Black goodness and Black expansions. You, you. You know the vibe. You know the vibe. Black girl magic over here. Period. Okay. So, again, head over to vibe underscore juries on Instagram and check out our friend. And let them know that you heard about them on Women of World Podcast and Beautifully Yasmin sent you. Thank you so, so very much. Don't forget, again, for the last time, for the people in the back, it's vibe underscore juries. What's up, my fellow Kingdom Ambassadors? Today I have before you Mr. Sleepy. Um, I'm going to let him introduce himself to you formally, and then we're going to get into the conversation. Hi. They can hear you now. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's good, everybody? This is your boy Sleepy. Sleepy Eyes Carter. Um, poet, rapper, ministry, all around, whatever. We just put it out there for people to hear. Amen. Okay, so today, as you have read by the title already, so you know what we're discussing, um, we're going to be talking about the power of word. And my first, uh, when I when I thought about this, I thought about like how the earth and heaven was created with just God speaking His word, and how before He left, Jesus gave us that same power to because we have the power of life and death in our tongue. And there's often times where like we go through things or like we're 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 in a realm of we're like, oh, we can't do this or we not this. And we don't know that we're speaking death over ourselves or that we're not speaking ourselves out of a certain situation. So to begin um, in Genesis, in the beginning, it was the word and the word was God and God was the word. So when you hear about that, what do you think when you when you think of God being the word? And that we have that power. So it's, it's interesting you said this is a, this is a topic because I always found the topic of how God, the 
word and the Holy Spirit um, actually are three in one. And I know people are like, how three separate things can be one? Mm-hmm. Well, think about the human, human, think about being human, right? And we're created in the image of God. Remember that, right? So mm-hmm. let's go off of that scheme, especially if we're talking about the power of our words and everything like that. So you think of God, the word and the Holy Spirit. Um, the Holy Spirit indwells, it guides, and all that other stuff, correct? Correct. The Word is the basic thing that gives the instructions and forms and shapes things. So what would God be? As far as the Father, in other words, that would be the mind. So look at us as human beings. We have our mind, which mm. we think so. We have our words, which actually are the things that come out from our mind. So whatever we think, we speak. Whatever we think we speak. This is why Jesus said, I can't help but speak what my father said, what my father asked me to speak, because we are one. Mm-hmm. Our, our, so our words, after they leave our mouth and they attach to people and they affect people, they guide people, mm-hmm. they comfort people, they bring things to people's remembrance, right? Right. All this is can be considered like what the Holy Spirit does. Now, I know that's kind of like really metaphysical mm-hmm. and all of this. But please understand, we are not God in the sense of who God is. We are not Jesus in the sense of who Jesus is. And we're not the Holy Spirit in the sense of how the Holy Spirit is. But those elements of the Trinity of God is the same element of the Trinity in us. So in the beginning was the Word. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. All it's saying is simply this. In the beginning was instructions that shaped and molded. But those instructions came from the mind of the Father. Because mm. because always remember, whatever you think, you have to say. Even if, watch this, but this, but you haven't noticed the scripture says a, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Mm. So you can think something and speak, but you're still thinking the very thing that you're actually speaking, but you're not speaking the very thing that, another thing that you're thinking. You can have two separate thoughts and only speak one of them. Right. You, you get what I'm saying? Right. So, so, so when we're talking about the power of words, we're talking about the power of our mind, but they have to be on the same plane. They, you cannot have multiple different thoughts that, that, that your mind, your words is a contradiction to your thoughts. Your words cannot contradict your thoughts and your thoughts can't contradict your words. This is where the unstableness comes in when we try to speak things. And I'm not a real big fan of the whole speak things into existence thing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really actually not. Um, I, I think that is a it's a false premise by which we try to live our lives by because you have to have action. Mm. I don't care what nobody says. You have to have action. Right. Okay. So do you, um, there's a part when you talk about the mind, I thought about there's a part in the Bible where um, it was one of the sin where God was like, even if you think it, you do, even if you have not done it, as long as you thought of it, Mm-hmm. It's a sin. So mm-hmm. that just goes to show how powerful God even thinks your mind is. Right. And the element and the thing that he gave us. Like, before you say, he, before he um, makes something happen in your life, he will show it to you either through a vision, or, which is him giving it to you through your mind, letting you see what it is that he is talking about. And right. some of us who are mad, who have to see our seers before... Um, like you can, different people learn different ways. You have some people have to touch it, they have to see it, and they have to like be able to experience it for them to learn from it. I just feel like that is just so powerful in itself to know that our mind is so powerful. Before you speak, you think about it. 
Right. And then it has an action about after it. Oh yeah, and, and that's the beautiful thing is it is it does exist. Think about the Wright brothers who 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 decided to create an airplane to fly. They thought of that first. Mm. They didn't even create this. They just thought, man, men can fly. Now, mind you, do you now? Let me ask you this, sis. Do you think they were the first people to think that? Absolutely not. But why? But they were the first people to what? To put it down on paper and actually do it to actually do it right so it's always existed the ability to fly has always existed because we've thought it it just hasn't come to fruition yet it's always been present to be able to be done we just never tested the boundaries until the right brothers came along correct so that's the power of words words should be words should be the the the, the very catalyst by which our actions proceed wow like if, if if your words and, and because because while we're talking about the power of words, just because you speak a thing doesn't mean that it's life. You can also speak a thing and it's dead. Exactly. Because it's no action. It's no. It, that's where the so the power of a word is not in just in you speaking it. It's all three combined. It's you thinking it, speaking it, and then it's being done. Um, I'll give you. Let me give you a, 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 mm-hmm. a different example when it comes down to this. You ever, you ever started to talk about something, then all of a sudden these different people come along, now they're tra- with the resources that you need to actually mm. do the thing you talked about? Mm-hmm. So if you don't take advantage of the resources, what good was your word? Nothing. Yeah, and, and, and if you ever noticed, God, his, the Bible, is, so the Bible is an interesting document, right? Because it's multiple books. We often look at it like one big book, but it's not. It's multiple books, it's multiple letters, multiple writings, multiple scrolls combined into one over centuries. Mm-hmm. Not over a few years, but over centuries, right, apart. And all these things testify about God. The Bible is, I know we love to say it's basic instructions before leaving earth, right, B-I-B-L-E? Right. But the word of God is actually his testament of him and his consistency. How consistent is your word? So we can talk about how powerful our words are, but if you're not consistent in how what it produces, then what good is your word? Wow. How powerful is that word? See, it's too many people. And I'm sorry, I'm going to get on this tangent. Oh, no, you're fine. There's too many people speaking about the power of words but have nothing to back it up, have no track record. A person who speaks about financial wealth but is, 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 is in debt up to their eyeballs. A person who speaks about marriage relationships but has failed every single marriage relationship they have been in a person who speaks about having how to properly raise a child and and they 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 cannot seem to grasp or grips what they're doing wrong with their children now that doesn't mean that they can't give good advice but the consistency of what they've produced from their own words in private company it doesn't show forth this fruit in, 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 in public right that's the crazy part that baffles me because god even says you, you, you think about prayer. When Jesus was talking about praying, mm-hmm. he told us to pray where in secret, right? Right. And the God that, that, that we pray in secret will bless us. So it's not necessarily what you're saying even outright because we live in a social media world so everybody's putting their thoughts on Facebook. But it's the silent word also. That's, it's the thing that is said in private company. And, and people look at your life and say, I wonder how it is that his life or her life is shaped and molded the way it is because they're, they're, they're joyful. They're happy. Notice I'm not talking about material things. Uh-huh. They're joyful. They're happy. 
they're, they're, they're always helping somebody out, but they got so much chaos that's going on around them. But it's because what I speak in quietness and the intimacy of my own life also is powerful. Right. It just can't be an out, out loud thing that we always say, no, not. What you speak in even the intimacy and the privacy of your own life matters too. Because it wouldn't be a relationship if it's just always out loud. It would be a showcase. Right, exactly. It would be a showcase. And I think that's the thing. Like, me and my wife, um, we speak to each other and talk to each other about various things that would never be known. As far as you hearing what we say. Mm -hmm. But through our actions and how we handle each other, you see it all the time. Think about what I just said. Yeah. Think about what I just said, sis. The the power of words in, in the intimate corridors of your life. Me and my wife have conversations that the public will never hear, but they'll see it. And that's how words, that's, so, so when God spoke, let's, so let's go back to what you were talking about with Genesis. God spoke and it was life. So he had to create the light first so you can see everything else he's about to create. Right. What's good is it to create a darkness? Mm. See, now I'm, 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 coming at, I'm coming on somebody's toes because, you know, you remember the story of Joseph because me and the youth group that chosen, we're talking about this now. Mm-hmm. So Joseph had a dream and he told his brothers. And his brothers wanted to kill him for the dream, right? Mm-hmm. But his, uh, one of his brothers was like, no, nah, don't kill him. So they ended up selling him. You know, everybody walks away interpreting that dream as you can't tell everybody your dreams. But if he never told his brothers his dream. Exactly. Dreams, he would have never ended up in Pharaoh's court to save they hind pops. I always say your enemies are your blessings as well. Yeah, it, the Bible says that you, he'll make your enemies your footstool. It might not seem like it at the time. Exactly. I'm not saying Joseph was like seeing that at the time, but I'm definitely saying that the circumstances and everything that happened was the catalyst to get him to where he needed to be. So long as he stuck to his word and the vision that God gave him. You just talked about vision. Mm. That doesn't mean Joseph knew that he was going to be the salvation of his family. Right. All he knew was, all he interpreted from the dream was, I am going to be a ruler, an important person. His brothers and, and, and them thought of it like, man, hold on, wait a minute, your punk behind ain't going to be ruling over us. <laughs> and his dad even did, was like, wait a minute, hold on, so me and your mother and everybody else supposed to be bowing to you? It's, but his dad kept it in his heart. He still pondered about it. Yeah. We, we was talking about this when it came down to it. So now let's, we're talking about words. Mm-hmm. So watch this. This is why it's it's, it's all right to tell. I, I say this: tell everybody your dreams. Screw them. Tell everybody your dreams. If you want to tell somebody your dreams, or tell somebody the word that you got, or the confirmation of something that's going on that you got, something you want to do, tell it. Use the power of your words to say it, because that's how you get the resources you need by proclaiming it out loud, right? Mm-hmm. But watch this. Just because you tell a person what your dream is or what this word is or, the, or give them the power of your word doesn't mean that you have to accept their half-baked interpretation of it. Mm. So his brothers interpreted like they was going to be just his servants. And so they acted upon what they thought. Listen to the brothers. They thought, oh, this joke is going to rule over us. They said, Oh, this joker think he's going to rule over us. So that, that 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 intention behind the word then does what? Causes them to want to kill their brother. Which in turn fulfills the purpose. Boom. But I want you to realize this. Now, you're right. You're right. But I want you to realize this. This is the, this is the duality of our words. It can either bring life or it can either bring death. 
Mm. So everybody's talking about the power of words. Well, words are powerful, but they're powerful in a neutral sense. Your intentions behind those words is right. what's going to shape whether it's going to actually plant seeds or burn grass. Mm. You're either going to be a blessing or a plague. Now, either way it go, God is going to use your words for his purpose. And that's the baffling part. Wow. God is, either way it go, either way it go, God is still going to use your words for his purpose. You remember what, um, what, what, what was written about Pharaoh? He said, and I raised Pharaoh up for this purpose. Mm-hmm. Pharaoh, with his words, refusing to let Israel go, holding them in bondage, was a part of God's plan so he could show himself more powerful than Pharaoh. Wow. You can't fight God. Yes, that leads me to the next thing um, Mm -hmm. where we go into the Garden of the Garden of Eden with Eve, where she interacts with the serpent after Mm -hmm. God told her, y'all can have everything in this garden that y'all want to enjoy however you want to. But just do not touch of this specific thing right here. Mm -hmm. And she heard those words didn't do it until the serpent came and he contradicted the word of God and gave her and through word, he was able to deceive her. Right. So with that, um, I feel like it is more so like what you just said, your intentions behind the word that will cause the action that you want it to come out of. Mm-hmm. So because the intention behind it was to deceive her and to destroy the co- the connection between man and human being, even though he didn't know that, like, him doing that was still going to cause Jesus to come down. Yeah. So what is your take on that one? So with the garden, the garden is an interesting subject. I love the garden. <laughs> I do. Because what, so just to throw this in there, everything God is doing and has been doing is to get us to go back to the garden. Mm-hmm. Period. It is to get us to go back to this place of paradise, this place of of, of prosperity and mind you I'm not talking materialist mm-hmm. this, this place of relationship with him that is is intimate God, you gotta remember, remember the scripture said that God was walking in the garden on the cool of the day Okay. you know what I'm saying there was this intimacy that Adam and Eve had with God that we don't have because of sin and, and that's just something I, I, I truly believe I think because of our sinful natures God isn't so far that he's not able to be reached, but our sins have separated us between him and uh, between us. And it's only because of the blood of Jesus Christ we're able to have the Holy Spirit dwell inside of us. So right. watch this. In the garden, and I got the scripture up, it says in um, Genesis chapter 3, Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say to you, shall not eat of any tree in the garden? Now note, he's wrong off the bat, because that's not what God said. Right. Right? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you shall die. So let me go back real quick. When God when God um, would place men inside that garden, he told them that they couldn't eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Right, not a fruit. They couldn't eat from the tree of life. Exactly. All right, now watch this. Let's talk about, we're talking about words and the power of a word, the power of words. Imagine for yourself real quick. Mm -hmm. In this scenario, 
the serpent is putting her full attention on the desire for knowledge, not life. The desire now, you gotta think of it this way, um sis. God up to this point has defined good and evil for 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 for, for, for me. Mm-hmm. And, and go back in Genesis chapter one, and God created and it was good, and God created and it was good, and God said and it was good. Mm. And God said, when the, the only time God said that something wasn't good was when? Man, not Man to be alone. Then God defined parameters. He said what you can do. Then he defined what you can't do. So he gave you the parameters. This is what men can do, but this is what man can't do. This whole time, God has been defining this moment. Now, this is going to blow your mind. What if I told you that the serpent was actually acting within character and according to plan? Mm-hmm. What if I tell you that the serpent wasn't a coincidence? Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? What if I told you that the serpent was there to see if man would pick and choose whether they was going to continue to let God define good and evil for themselves, uh, for them, or they was going to actually define it for themselves? That's all the eating of that fruit was. The eating of that fruit wasn't like, there was no mystical, magical power in that. I don't mm-hmm. think there was magical power inside that tree. It was the power of persuasion of choice. Of free will. Thank you. Up to this point, up to this point, you've been allowing me to define your life. In order for me to know that you have a capacity for me, I have to allow you to be tempted. But there's a way out. But I gotta allow you to be pulled by a by, by, by a word that is going to be opposite mm. what I told. Mm. I gotta allow this because if I don't allow it, then I'll be accused of of of, of controlling. Not being you. a good father. Say it again. Of not being a good father. Not being a good father. But watch this. Think about mankind today. Mankind will say this: If God was real, then why does God allow cancer? Why does God allow war? Why does God allow this? Why does God allow rape and all these different things? Right. And, and for years, that, that, that question's baffled me in the sense that it stumbled me. Then I thought about it. I said, well, I find it interesting that we ask that question because if God did intervene on all aspects of human life, then men would be mad that God wouldn't allow us to actually pick and choose how to live life. Right. This is the problem with men. This is what I think. It goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning. What we think is not always what we speak. Mm. We are double-minded. So hence, God is here saying that you can't eat from this tree. But he never said anything about not eating from the tree of life. The serpent comes in and he doesn't even focus on life. The, the serpent's word is focused on the aspect of death. Right. Because he says, but God said, you shall not share. He said, he was like, well, if we eat from it, we're going to die. The serpent was like, well, you won't die. You won't, you won't surely die. Instead, you'll be like God, knowing good and evil right or wrong but wait a minute i already know what's right or wrong i already know that eating from this tree is wrong and i already know what the consequences to this is matter of fact i am already like god because i'm created in his image and after his life exactly i was just about to say that you can see like the the dna of the devil showing his rear end again because like that's what he got kicked out of heaven for yep it's trying to be like god wanting to assert the authority. And so now he's wanting to do the same thing for man. He's mm. wanting man to do the same thing. And, and if you look at us in today's society, this is where we're at in our society. 
we've been like this for thousands of years. Men have been wanting to usurp God's authority, man. And we're, we're, we're with every step we take in a, as a society, we're, we're moving closer to where we want to be. We want to be godless. Mm. We want to be human. I, 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 I don't, I, I don't know if you remember me saying this when, when we was in on Wednesday night Bible study at the time that you came. Um, and I, I don't know if I said it then or at another time, but I said, we're, you notice we're telling you, the power of our words, sis. Mm-hmm. We, we, we need to treat each other like humans. We need to be more human. Humanity. Humanity. That we use that word like it's the best, like like it speaks to only the, the good aspect of us, right? Mm-hmm. But what if I told you that being human is actually just the animal level of our lives? Tell me in the Bible what God called men to be human. We're not. We're spirits living in a human body. But we was called to be more what? Godlike. Boom. So if we're so 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 the world is calling us to be human, but we do we do human real well. Right. In fact, we, we did it so well. Jesus had to die on the cross. <laughs> That's right. We, we're we're good at being animals. We are. We're right. no different than the other beasts of the fields in that aspect, man. Don't don't. Okay, so we're herd animals. Don't we live in cities and consume all the resources? Mm-hmm. But we're dumber than animals because at least animals know to move on from the land and let it actually replenish itself. Right. But we will stay and consume and then complain when we have nothing left to consume. Wow. Think about that. The animals know to move on. It's dangerous to move on. Now, watch this. We're kind of in some other stuff, ladies and gentlemen, but I hope y'all getting something out of this. But think about this. The, 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 the animals know to move on, but they also know moving on is dangerous. But they got to move on because if they stay in this place, they'll consume to the point that where there's nothing to consume. Then they won't actually have the strength that when the predator does come to fight back because, mm. they're because they refuse to move on from a place they've already consumed all the resources. But they have to move on to let the earth breathe again. So you ever notice in the Old Testament, it said for seven years, you, you, you know, after seven years, you got to let the earth rest for a year. Yeah. Like the the the, the, the Sabbath, the land had a Sabbath where, where you didn't toil, plant, you let the earth grow itself naturally. It was a natural way for the earth to replenish itself. But here it is, man has said that letting the earth rest is no good. We need to build more, drill more, dig more, plant more, pull more, right. fertilize more. We stay, and so we create artificial stuff to satisfy what should come from the earth. Think about it. Just so we can stay stagnant. So we're, we're, we're putting unnatural things in our body in the effort that we might stay comfortable where we're at. Mm. So and, and that, how does this tie into words, though? We, we got to ask ourselves, how does this all tie into the actual power of a word? Well, words are an aspect of teaching. The devil is doing this where he's taking what God taught her, twisting it, and showing her a different path that is going to actually pervert which means to change from its original intent, which is to pervert her from God's path. It's the same thing with us. If we don't rise to be godly, that doesn't mean that we're trying to be better than our fellow man. That just means we got to rise above our animalistic concept, which is being you. We're good at murder. We're good at stealing. We do that off a survival basis. Mm. Wow. You see what I'm saying? Matter of fact, I'll use, the, I'll use this as an example. So this is going to be a little graphic, but just hear me out. Mm-hmm. Think about our genitalia. Our sexual part of our gen- mm-hmm. genitalia. That piece of flesh does not care what goes in it. Mm-hmm. 
and the other side doesn't care what it goes in if it's a penis. Listen to what I'm saying. So long as it gets the satisfaction that it needs to do what it does. Mm-hmm. It, does it that, that part of the body doesn't care. Now, your mind might, but that part of the body absolutely does not care. Right. The stomach doesn't care what you put in it so long as it's being fed. Now, it's going to have... Now, here's the problem with both of those scenarios. What you feed it or what you place inside or place in is going to have some form of negative effect on the body or a positive effect on the body. Right. You know you, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So at, hey, that's our animalistic nature. If we want to eat, we're going to survive. We talk love. But love goes out the window because we put perimeters and, and we put context and, and, and different things on love. And well, well, it all depends. Well, do you love them? Well, it all depends. Would you help them? Well, it all depends. Would you forgive them? Well, it all depends. Like, forgiveness is a powerful word, but it's one of the words that scares us in the sense of if somebody says, well, will you forgive them? Well, it all depends. Listen to how our words are. So here in the garden, the serpent is deceiving Eve through words. But if she would have clung on to God's word, she would still they would have still been inside that temple, inside that place. It's so powerful how like one decision changed the whole generations after. Yeah. That's real. That that's real. Just something that's, so little. Yeah. To them. And and, and and that's the thing. I I don't think we realize that this is when our like our thoughts being produced into actions. What we think, what we speak, and then what we do, it has a ripple effect in time. You think about all the people that go through counseling or sit down and deal with the effects of what a parent said to them 20 years ago, 40 years ago. And they still sit there and they ponder about that. They never changed um, in the scheme of how they think about that. They never let it go. They just learned to adapt and deal with it. Mm -hmm. But they didn't heal from it. Because of a word. Right. Okay. So to continue this conversation, the next thing I have that I would like your input in on is when we speak, um, when God said that we have the power of life and death in our tongue, right? Mm-hmm. Does that mean that words have words are alive? And that words that have been spoken over you or words that have been that you have spoken are living and literally are breathing. All right, so that's in Proverbs 18, what you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Proverbs 18, verse around verse 21, right? Mm-hmm. All right. If you read that whole thing, it's very interesting. So just take verse 7, or we'll start at verse 6. A fool's lip walks. Um, a fool's lips walk into a fight, and his mouth invites a beating. A fool's mouth is his room, and his lips are a snare to his soul. The words of a whisper are like delicious morsels. They go down into the inner parts of the body. Whoever is slack in his work is a brother to whom he destroyed, who destroys. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous man runs into it and is safe. A rich man's wealth is a strong city and like a high wall in his imagination. Before the destruction, and I'm at verse 12, before destruction, a man's heart is haughty, but humility comes before honor. If one gives an answer before he hears, it is folly and shame. All right, and I'm going to keep going now. I'm going to go to this part. Verse 18, or verse 17, I'm going to start there. The one who states 
his case first seems right until the other comes and examines him. The lot puts an end to quarrels and decides between powerful contenders. A brother offended is more unyielding than a strong tower, and a quarrel and quarreling is like the bars of a castle. From the fruits of a man's mouth, his stomach is satisfied. He is satisfied by the yield of his lips. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. Let's put this in context. Because mm-hmm. I get to say power of life is death is in the tongue. We like to take it into the extraterrestrial concepts and stuff like that, right? What this verse is actually talking about is what you say does have an effect. True. But listen to how it's stating it. If you're trying to get a job and you go in there and say, yeah, they said y'all was hiring me. I want this job. And y'all going to hire me because <laughs> at the end of the day, if, if, if the culture of that job doesn't fit the culture of how you are, I get it. We're in this time frame where it, it you know, it, it inclusion is a big thing but there's there's companies that have a cultural essence about them mm-hmm. and if you go in there speaking outside of the context of that culture you, you diminish your chances of getting the job right. if, if you meet somebody and you say and you and you cuss them out or you're watch this you're a waiters waitress and you walk up to somebody's table and say yeah so um what y'all want to eat and child they got me up in this place man I get off for five minutes, then they got me serving this table. And y'all, y'all, the table, and that waitress or waiter is sitting there saying all this. Their words is going to cause them to get like the worst tip ever. Right. From the fruit of a man's lip, his stomach is satisfied. From the fruit, a fruit bears seeds, it's planted, it gives growth, and everything like that. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. True. What we speak has power and it can either be something that's going to be fruitful or it's going to be something that's going to be pesticide. You have to pick one. So at the end of the day, true, you can mold and shape with words. You can actually speak and things actually start to actually it's like Danny said to the young people, it affects the atmosphere. But you're not about to speak and a whole globe just burst out into the open out of nothing. Mm Mm-hmm. But what you do speak has a ramification. And what this is talking about is the consequences of our words. That's the part. That's the part. The word, Our words are powerful, but they come with consequences. If not using the right context. Boom. It's about consequences. It's, 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 I get it. We, 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 we want to be able to speak and everything that we ever speak, it just comes to fruition and stuff like that. This verse is about consequences. And the word consequence just simply means the, 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 the quote-unquote fruit of your labor, the fruit of your, your words. You cut somebody out, you, you, gonna get, you, you asking for it back. You speak blessings to somebody, you typically get those blessings back. It doesn't always work like that. But nine times out of ten, the person that speaks blessings gets blessings. It's the few people that actually be the butts of it and try to down talk you. But again, do you let their words override the blessing words that you're speaking? Mm. See how that works? Mm-hmm. Everything we just talked about has been interchangeable in all these aspects. See, this speaks to your God again. God's word is a testament of how he's been consistent through the ages. Not inconsistent, but consistent. 
I think the difference is people people say he hasn't been consistent. That's just because they don't like the things that God does. Right. But he's consistent. Very much so. There's many times where like God would tell God has asked me to do something. I didn't hold up my end of the bargain. But he always holds up his end of the bargain. Even if it has to like it has to come after me learning a lesson or him allowing the enemy to test me or me having to go through something. He makes sure that whatever it is that he told you that he's going to do is going to happen. But it just had to happen after you either learn their lesson or if you obey in that moment, then you will get it instantly. Delay. Yeah. Off- mm-hmm. no, it's funny because you, I, I always think of this scripture. Um, I, I was young and now I'm old. Oh, yeah. I, the righteous forsaken. Nor is seed begging bread. Now, I, 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 I want you to understand something about that scripture. It doesn't mean that you won't go through it. Because the first century Christians went through it. Okay. The, the, the Christians out there in, in, in the Middle East, in China, in Russia, in Ukraine, and these different, different, they're going through it. There's a whole church that got wiped off the map after the Taliban took over Afghanistan. Whole church just wiped off the map. And what people don't realize is we like to look at that and say, well, God didn't, God protect them. No, he didn't. He sustained them until the end because they held on. Because we got to remember that our glory is not here. And that's the problem with Americans. This is what irks me about American Christianity. Yes, I call it American Christianity because it's tarnished. We are so fixated on the present day glory that we don't realize that our glory does not exist here. At all. It doesn't exist here. So it's not a matter of, it's like people say, well, how God, people know God is blessed because of the amount of stuff you have or the amount of friends you have. No, God, people know God's blessings in your life by the fruits of the spirit. Galatians chapter five. They know about your actions. They know it about, about, about what, watch this. When you walk in a room and the, and the temperature changes. The way people talk when you're not there, and watch this, I'm talking about like them having, and then you walk in the room and be like, hold on, we can't talk like that because mm. we can't talk, we have, we're going to respect that. We, we're not, or, or they might not fully just change up the tone, but if they say something, they'll be like, man, my bad, I didn't mean to say that in front of you. That's how you know God is working in my life. That's how you know God is working in your life. Oh, now you got me on some other stuff. That, the power of the word. The mind, the word speaks, and then the action moves forth, right? So mm-hmm. you being in the midst of a place, you thinking and how you act are coinciding together, right? This is all coinciding with how the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit is, right? Mm-hmm. And then the Holy Spirit is indwelling in us and all that other stuff. When we walk into a place and that person sitting there that acts a certain way, is acting a certain way before you walked into that place, or a group of people, and you walk in there, and all of it changes, the conversation changes, the, they, they might, they probably are still, still using, use some language, but they won't use it as much or anything like that, they'll put the liquor down and put it to the side and be like, yo, we can't be drinking in front of you, you know what that tells me, that tells me, some people be like, man, I don't know why y'all acting like that now, you ain't. no, but you know what that tells me, that tells me that my life through Jesus Christ is being used to be a, a, a a, a, a means by which it's preaching to you without me actually using sermons. Okay. That's what that tells me. When I'm able to walk into a room and change the atmosphere of that room, change the conversation, change the thought process, change the music, change what's on television. If I'm able to change what's going on, even if that change comes at them being kind of mad at it, I am preaching the gospel to you in that moment. 
See, I told you, words don't always have to be spoken. You see, we think about, see, see you got to really re remember, when we hear the word words, we often think about words in the scheme of what's written. Mm -hmm. or, or what's spoken. Which is true. But words is also an action. It has to be. Yes. Your word means nothing without action behind it. It's either life or death. It's either producing or it's not producing. It's either it's either on the sofa or it's not on the sofa. It's one or the other. And and when we sit back and we have this aspect of when we walk into a place, if we're questions, if we walk into that room and we become like what that room is, and if that Jesus. room is contrary to God, if we become like that room, we've been this is this goes back to the garden. The serpent came into the temple and tested Eve. Because some people believe some people believe that the garden was a, a was was the first temple on earth. Adam and Eve were the first priests. The serpent came in the temple and changed the atmosphere. But if you pay attention, sis, mm -hmm. God didn't destroy the temple. Nope. He kicked them out. Because the temple is still there. It's still <laughs> wow. That's deep. Think about. Think about that. God, nowhere do you have ever hear it written where God destroyed that garden. Mm -mm. He said he put a cherubim and a flaming sword to protect so that we wouldn't be able to enter back in. This is why nobody can find it. Because that place is holy. Thank you. And he doesn't need sinful man coming in there tainting it. So he didn't destroy his temple. He expelled men out of it for a time. Mm. That's crazy to me. Because something came in and changed the atmosphere of what was holy. Mm. So if we claim we have the Holy Spirit indwelling inside of us, and we walk into a place, we should be able to, in some way, have an effect on it. Mm. We should affect it. It's, they shouldn't affect us, because then the temple has been defiled. Wow. Wow. And it's also, when I think about that, I think about Job. Like, yeah. nothing can happen to us without the permission of God. Even the devil has to abide under God's law. Right. And he had to go before God and ask him, can I tempt your child? Do you think your child... And God, for God to have faith. That's what my, Lately, I feel like that's what I've been going through is... um, Not faith, but like... uh being able to withstand my fruit of the spirit in the midst of the what's going on around me because when god gives you something it's supposed to be consistent because god isn't working in consistency and because this is something of the spirit it should still be able it should still be i should still have it even what is going on around me does not matter so for me i think about my friend always reminds me if god had faith so much faith in job that he he was like yeah you can tempt him i know he's gonna pass i know he's not going to deny me i know my child god has that same amount of faith in me for the fact that he allowed me to go through that storm and he knows that i'm going to overcome it so why would you think that you are not able to over because when when i when you because this for me this is how it starts i would think something even if I, I'm like, I'm not going to take that action. At some point, I still end up taking that action because I thought of it. Ah. And that, my action shifts my atmosphere. And that's why the Bible says we take all thoughts into captivity. Mm. 
we got to take it into captivity. So you, 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 meaning that you have to have the control. You, you have to have the control. But you, but we get that control. Never mind how the world controls. Mm-hmm. We control it via the Holy Spirit and God's word. Wow. No, note I said both of those. In some capacity, you got to digest scripture. Yeah. In some capacity. I get it, we're not all prone to sit down and have Bible studies and private Bible study time, but in some capacity, you got to consume scripture. If you got time to be on Facebook, you got, and you reading, that's not something, that's not, you reading Facebook, you can read a word. Agree, 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 totally agree. But but you know what's baffling to me? So this is going to kind of be almost, it's going to sound contradicting to what I just said. <laughs> this is really the baffling thing to me, sis. So, the first century church what bible did they read from i don't think they had a bible exactly. it was directly from god to them exactly but th- you know what they had they had the holy spirit and their community was so tight-knit mm. they had nothing but each other see see you got to remember in the first century that the difference with the first century and us is the first century the world hated them so much they wanted to kill them so they had to be close to each other. They had no choice. All they had was each other. It was them. Like Tupac said, it's me against the world. <laughs> them against the world. Right. The difference with them and us is we love the world so much, we're, we're willing to kill the church, our own body. Wow. Yeah. And I, and I believe that with all my heart. Man, that is man, so listen. true. Let me, let me, let me, let me tell you this. The same person you went to the club with on Saturday and went out smoking and doing cocaine with and having an orgy party with, it's the same person you're singing in the church choir next to on Sundays. Now, and then we use the excuse, God knows my heart. Mm. The scripture says that the heart is evil and wicked and deceiving. Or, or we'll say, well, God, you know, say only God can judge me, which is the Tupac song. Um, then, then they say, then they say, judge not that ye be not judged, which that scripture right there is taken completely out of context because that scripture right there is actually talking about me being able to judge you. I just need to make sure that I'm also being held accountable for my actions so that we can work co- cohesively together to help each other out. I think you said that a Bible study when you were like, how are you going to be able to take the lint out of my eye if you have one in your eye and you did mm-hmm. not allow nobody else to get out of your eye? Boom. Because if Jesus said, first, remove the, the, the law from yours. Right. But if I don't know I got this law, somebody got to tell me. Okay. But the church, the church is so adamant on being like the world that we've lost our identity to the world. Who's trying to make the world comfortable? There you go. And they're not trying to make us comfortable, so why are we trying to make them comfortable? I think we've gotten to a society where it's like, um, we want to bring all souls to God at all costs, but this is not how God wanted us to do it. He didn't want you to jeopardize the authenticity and also your morals and value just because to bring a soul. And, and, that, and I think that's the, I, I, I understand that we want people to be able to come and, and, and work out their soul salvation with fear and trembling. Mm-hmm. But, but when you lower the standard. Okay. That's when, it. When you put when you put leaven in the bread, when you put yeast in the bread, mm-hmm. leaven leavens the whole lump. So because we allow that to spread, we we again 
we mingled and mixed with the world so much that the identity that we're supposed to have to the world that the world can't even see it. You can't stand out no more. They you were wow, you one of them now. Yeah, the world can't even see it no more. At one point in time, the world could identify a Christian, and the Christian got picked on for being a Christian. And and, and, and mine got picked on for being a Christian. Today, we we hide our Christianity, or or. We water it down with this new age spiritualism so we can fit in. Mm. Yeah, I went there. I will say I, w- I was I was a part of that when I was younger. Yeah, I was too. Because I used to be like I used to be told you are too holy. You got you talk about God too much. But the more I got older and the more when my relationship with God got real real, when everybody who was telling me I was too holy was not there for me, and the only person who was there for me was God. I don't care what you got to say about it no more. You cannot tell me I talk about God too much. Because if I cannot talk about God with you, then we don't need to be in a conversation together. Exactly. And that's the thing. That, but again, let's tie this back into our um, to our theme. Mm-hmm. How this, this, is, this is all centered around words. We've diluted God's word to make people feel comfortable. comfortable. We've, we've misinterpreted God's scripture to make people feel comfortable. We've, we've We've diluted what he stated for us to be like in the effort that somebody could feel comfortable. Even the New Testament talks about disassociating from those that openly and blatantly live a life that is not of God. Wow. But if you do that, if you but, but, but again, to do that, you also have to try your best to keep God's word too. True, right, so you don't have hypocrite. I remember your wife said at Bible study one day, she was like... Um, People forget just because they know like Jesus is nice and sweet, they forget the thug version of him. And that's not being like, <laughs> that's not saying like he's not kind, but when when you're blatantly disrespecting his father, he will not stand for it. He goes in. And, and you know what, Jesus it's funny because Jesus actually made a a a, a, a whip out of leather. Mm. Right? And cleared out the temple, turned over tables. Oh yeah. Cut it up. Yeah. Mm. Today we'd be like, man, wait a minute, that's not godly. Jesus talking about people. He called people unwashed tombs. He told them they stank. He, he, <laughs> like Jesus, Jesus was a Jesus was a was a, was a he, he he played the dozens and he won he won every time. Period. <laughs> he, he wasn't afraid to tell a person exactly what they needed to hear. Right. Because they he, he, he their their soul was more important than just trying to make them feel comfortable. Yes, he had grace and mercy. Right. But he didn't tolerate foolishness. The church is in it. So so the church has diluted the word of God. Therefore, we've, 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 watch this. We're now baptizing people into a spirit that is not the Holy Spirit. Oh, wow. We're, we're, We're speaking in, quote, unquote, tongues that's probably not even what we think tongues really actually is we're, we're we're laying hands on people and speaking blessings into their lives but it's so monetary that you're think about this if if all you're speaking is monetary to, concepts of blessings into somebody's life you're really actually speaking decay into their life that's vain that is like you can't take that with you when you die i can't wait to go to heaven and be in the mansion and to see the gold the the pavement of gold to actually be able to talk to Jesus and be in like worship God face to face. That's what I look forward to. I don't care if I'm, I feel like for me, I don't care if I am like the poorest person on earth, as long as spiritually I'm the richest. 
and, and that's the interesting thing about me and my family. So I've, I've had opportunity to do some really great stuff. Mm-hmm. But I always try to pick my family first. Um, I'm not always good at it in certain aspects, but I try my best to. I try to bet my best to make sure that they're good. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about my life. I'm a simple man. If they're good, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And I, I, at the end of the day, no amount of riches can can, can replace me sitting down and having a good meal with my family and it's in his love at the table mm. we're not just sitting there because okay dad said we have to have family dinner guys boys <laughs> put on a little fake little card of happy faces we actually want to be there yeah they, they they actually sitting down and even if they're fussing and arguing and stuff like that i don't be like man you guys ruined dinner for us no it's like okay this is how our family is yeah but you know there's there's love here that's that means something to me. Me being able to talk to somebody about the gospel means something to me. Right. Me being able to talk about the goodness of God, encouraging people through God's word, means more to me than all. Don't don't put your hands on my forehead saying that God is going to give me a mansion. He's already promised me that. You Do know? you understand? <laughs> He's already promised me that. Why are you telling me that? No, I don't put your hands on me telling me that God is going to give me something that's going to decay. I want you to really speak into my life. Tell me about a sin that I need to actually correct. Listen, get, 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 teach, tell me the dirt. God, be Nathan for me. I need Nathan to lay his hands on me. I, I don't I, I don't need Creflo Dollar to put his hands on me. I need I need Nathan. I need Nathan to say, you the man. You the dog. I need, I, that's what I need. I, and so, so when we talk about words, now let's get into it and we can bring this to a conclusion. Mm-hmm. Nathan is a great example. Nathan was bold enough to tell a king mm. he was wrong. But Nathan was bold enough to tell a king the consequences. David, you the man, you the one who took and killed mm. him and lied. You're the sinner in this. And David, your firstborn gonna die. That baby that she got it cannot live at all. It was born in sin. It, it cannot be this. It, that baby cannot be the baby that's going to build God's kingdom. It has to die because it's sinful. Now, pay attention to this. Oh, this just hit me, sis. See, this is why I love God. Adam and Eve brought death into the world, right? Oh yeah. So it took the second Adam to bring life. Wow. David's firstborn was consumed in an act of death, sin. So he has to die. It has to die. So that that secondborn son, Solomon, can bring life. God has always blessed the second, Jacob. Jacob and Esau. Jacob was the secondborn. So what the twins? Jacob was the secondborn. Esau was the oldest. God spoke into the lives of those boys before they was born. The oldest will rule over the youngest will rule over the oldest. God has shown a pattern that the second will have the blessing. The second is the better blessing. The first one brought death, but the second one is the better blessing. Mm. So, getting back to Nathan, the power of our words. Nathan, yes, spoke death, but God knew that there was going to be something there that was going to continue his promise. So now we are at two. It's God's word that is the most powerful, not ours. Because our word, let me tell you why I say that. We don't keep our word. 
God keeps his. This is what makes God's word superior to ours. I don't care about all the medical, physical, extraterrestrial, spiritual applications and the ancestors and all of this stuff and, 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 and the, 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 the power of, 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 of attraction that you love to speak about. Any of y'all out there. <laughs> God's word is superior because he's never failed. Right. He, he's not a man that should lie. He's always kept his word. Even when he was ready to act out and say, I'm going to kill the whole city. He allowed Abraham to say, whoa, you're going to kill all them for, for them? So you're going to kill this whole city, God. But he's, no, but you're going to kill 10 righteous people. But this, and mind you, this doesn't mean that God, and I often, I often debate this, right, mm-hmm. in my mind. I often debate this. What if, what, what if, I'm not going to go there because I'm going to mess people up. But, but, but I often, I do, I often debate that because what if Abraham was that, that mediator that He got angry. And, and Abraham was able to tell him, remember your character. Yeah. And, like, let me act on my character. We've seen that with Jesus, too, in the Garden of Yosemite. Yes. If, it's, if it be your will, let this cup pass before me. Mm-hmm. But if it be your will, will. God kept his word. Even if it kills my son, I got to save the people that I created. Yeah. Got to save my creation. And that's the power that, so if we're talking about the power of a word, sis, God's word is what's powerful. So long as we speak what he's written. And it falls in line with his will. Exactly. Because Jesus overcome temptation, Jesus overcame temptation by quoting the Bible. You mm. got it. This is why I say, I love the fact that we're guided by the Holy Spirit. I was just going to say that. Because even if you speak and you're not in alignment with the will of God, it will not fulfill what you envision it to fulfill because your vision is not what God is looking at. That, 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 that's the sum total. God's word is powerful. Right. Yes, we, we, words are powerful that we speak. We're creating the image of God and that there's likeness. But we don't always keep our words which is what makes our words not powerful. Wow. Okay. To end it off, we're just going to end off with a prayer. So could you pray over the listeners um, and myself and whatever God puts in your heart to end off this beautiful conversation? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Father God, I have when we approach the throne of grace and mercy. Thank you for the day. You may be one of the blessings. Allowing us an opportunity that we might be able to just approach your throne of grace and mercy. Um, we thank you for everything that you've done for us. Your son, Jesus Christ, died upon the cross that we might be heirs to eternal life. Heavenly Father, I pray that the things that were discussed on this podcast, Heavenly Father, that it doesn't fall on deaf ears. Those who will listen, those who will take attention to it, I pray that it's planted in good soil, that it gets watered by the resources that you will send, that it will be pruned by the gardener that you will send. Heavenly Father, and that you would give the increase to what has been planted, and only let be planted what 
you would have be done, Heavenly Father. Father God, just be with each and every single one of us that as we go through our ups and downs in our lives, that we remember you. We don't let go of you, Father God, and that we just hold on to your unchanging hand. And Father God, that we realize that even though our words are failing, your word won't. And we thank you for everything you consistently do for us, even in this time. Heavenly Father, we pray for those that are in foreign countries that are dealing with yes, war, God. famine, pestilence, Heavenly Father, hunger, um, anything that is, is, is contrary to your will. We pray that you give them relief the way that you can give them relief. Father God, even for those who are stateside here in, here in America that are dealing with whatever they're dealing with, Father God, Heavenly Father, we pray that you give them comfort that you deem to be given to them, to give them comfort, Father God. Let us always look to you. These are all things to ask your blessed daughter, son, Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being a part of the Women of War podcast. I'm loving it. I, I'm trying to get more of like men to yeah. talk on here because it's been a lot of ladies but like i feel like the more we because there's a power that god gave because the man is the the head over us mm-hmm. if we're always just constantly just listening to what other women have to say or like just our own interpretation and we're missing the other half of us we're not getting the full understanding of the wholeness of what god is trying to say you know that's a con- that, what you just stated is very controversial why well we live in a time where um it's, uh, the, the women movement, the feminist movement would tell men to shut up, sit to the side, and let women rock. Being a feminist is knowing where you can dominate and where he can dominate. Ooh. You need to. Just like you can't be whole, you can't be being whole to other people's, like you come and you bring the table and he bring in the other half of the table. No, you being whole means that you have God in you and you are walking with God and you are embedded in God. That's what full wholeness is. And then when you come with your husband, he's whole as well, so y'all become one. But if you're coming 50-50, you're just 100%, and that's not what one is. Mm, you know what? I think that would be a great topic for another time. It is. <laughs> but I would actually, and let me tell you why I say that, because I would actually challenge what you just stated. What? Yeah. I would actually challenge that. In the aspect of you talking about coming together as being whole, I would challenge that just because of um, knowing from experience. You know, okay. Right. We'll have that conversation. But, but thank you so much for coming. Um, we truly yeah. appreciate it. We hope that you come back and love it here. Thank you so much. It was great. I think the topic that you picked was was, 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 was awesome. Um, I love the fact that you're, you, you're willing to allow even the men come on to a podcast for women because you said something very important. We have to hear both sides. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's so powerful because God created men and females to work together exactly. um, and, and, and accomplish his will together, not separate. I, I love you for that. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Y'all, I'm a what? I'm a bad? Yeah, no. That's not what we say on this podcast. What do we say? I'm a goodie. And you know what that means? It is the goodie moment. Come on in, goodies. Let's talk. Okay, so for the goodie moment of this episode, after you've heard this amazing conversation that I had with Mr. Sleepy, I'm... I'm African, so like, <laughs> I still, I still uh, call grown-ups who are 
even though I'm grown, but like not grown, not really grown. People who are older than me, I still address them as Mr. and Miss. Even when they like, some of them will ask me, "Don't call me Miss" or "Don't call me Miss," and it just still feels weird to me. I have to get comfortable with that. But the conversation you heard between me and Mr. Sleepy was very beautiful and very amazing, and I'm so grateful. So based off of that conversation. I will say our goodie moment for today. Because again, we are not baddies. We will not speak that over ourselves. You got to learn. You got to know what you're speaking these days. These things that y'all... Matter of fact, let me stop. Mm-mm, that's a whole other conversation. But these things that y'all, y'all keep saying about growth, calling, calling yourselves the goat and all of this, be mindful of what you're speaking about. You're speaking over yourself. And you may not mean it, but... Please be mindful, because you calling yourself a goat is not what you want. If you read the Bible, um, when I do have this conversation, I'll give you this exact scripture. But when you read the Bible, it says that God will separate his the goat from the sheep. God is our shepherd, and we are his sheep. Being a goat is not being is not following after God. I get that it's an acronym of greatest of all times. It's all great and all, but just be mindful of what you're speaking over yourself. Like, don't let this, this trends out here or this culture out here have you speaking stuff about yourself, over yourself that you do not know nothing about. But nonetheless, I digress. Um, the goody moment of this episode is that every decision that you make as minute as it seems to you has a greater impact in the world whether it is to your offsprings whether it is to your purpose whether it's to your calling whether it's to others around you or generations after you just because you do not get to experience the repercussion of such decision does not mean that those consequences will not be felt by your bloodline or those who are attached to you. So, and I'm speaking to myself as well, because there's a lot of times where God will tell me, hey, do what I don't do that. And what do I do? I still do it. But I but God punishes me. <laughs> like I be feeling my little punishments. Like it's just it'd be wow. Okay. But be mindful of what you what you are saying yes to. That's what I want you to know. Be very mindful of what you are saying yes to and what you are saying no to. Okay? I love you. I mean it. God loves you. And you know it. And everything you need to survive in this world has already been placed within you. All you have to do is turn to your creator, your manufacturer, and find out what it is that you need to fulfill such purpose that he has given you. 10 to our 10, you know it. You just don't want to believe it. You just don't want to walk in it. And that is for me as well. I know who I am. I know it. I know my worth. But I often allow the lies of the enemy to contradict or to change what God has told me about me. Stay true to the word of God. Stay true to what God has told you. 
about you. Do stand firm on that. When the creator of the heavens and the earth speaks to you, to you, you better stand on it. Don't let nobody shake you off of that. Don't let nobody dictate nothing about you but God. Let him move you. Let him mold you. Let him have his way with you. You are his pride possession. He loves you. The enemy does not love you. He don't care nothing about you. He just wants to destroy, kill, and demolish you. He comes. He just wants to steal, kill, and destroy your purpose, your soul, so you can be in hell with him. So you may not enjoy the lavishness of God. Okay? All right? I, you will hear from me in the next episode, but you can watch me on my YouTube, as you know. It's called Beautifully Yasmin. You can also watch me on my social medias where I do my Christian Rights of the Week. Um, and so much more coming. And also my business, Kingdom Ambassadors, where now we are, uh, we are rebranding. So you have to reach, if you... When you're ready to order stuff or you want to see what we have going on, either on the on the Instagram or the Facebook, um, and suss out the vibe and see what you want and just DM it to me and I will be able to put in that order for you and we will move on from there. Because I'm restarting, I'm rebranding. So just bear with me, be patient. It's about to be fire. You understand me? It's about to be bananas. Okay. I love you, I mean it, and later. Mwah. You can't do it without God. 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 Follow him. Follow him. Follow him. All you need is a mustard seed. Yeah, yeah. Then you will be living out your dreams. Yeah, yeah. Follow him. Follow him. Follow him. Spiritual fighters, women in war. Spiritual fighters, women in war.